preferably in a residential area. gone for a while been working ass off cleaning up shit moving shit doing shit all over the place so uh i guess opened up full throttle better dial it back for a second uh sorry kids if you got kids in the car turn that shit off <laughs> uh you should have known better by now if you've listened to anything you know prior to today um uh, yeah, kids shouldn't be present. So, anyway, uh, man, a lot of stuff happening. It's um, politics and not politics and life and work and things. You know, we're all busy doing stuff. We're probably all battling some bullshit in our heads or in our lives. And if you don't, if you're not, good for you. But you know somebody that is. So, I think that. You know, getting wins and getting losses, it's its up and down and not giving up is the, uh, it's kind of the goal of like working through life. Uh, I don't know, we have a lot of conversations during the daytime at work through, you know, different little points uh, or spots in the day that we, uh, and sometimes they get pretty deep and sometimes they're pretty shallow conversations, so... I think that one of the things that maybe makes it bearable is being able to talk to people about, you know, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, talking shit, you know, getting shit talked about you, throwing a binder, getting mad, being happy, laughing at shit when, you know, it's funny and laughing at shit when it's really bad, you know. I think that a lot of us forget that, uh, you know, we can only worry about what we can control. And then, you you know, when you realize, like, there's a whole bunch of stuff that we really can't control. And so, we got to kind of have to process, process that in a way to where we kind of have to be okay with it. Um, and then people are going to do what people do, but you can guide them and help them and advise them and, and, and shape ideas with your company culture, your culture. Uh, your priorities, your rituals, your habits, your uh, ideas, uh, plans, standard operating procedures, you know, all these different things that kind of influence us uh, 
peer pressure, <laughs> uh, all these things influence us into being uh, good or evil, I guess, really. Depends on your outlook, right? You know, you watch the Batman movies and everybody in the 90s and the early 2000s thought Batman was the hero. And, and then as you get older and you see these new movies, you realize that, man, maybe Joker wasn't such a fucked up dude anyway, you know? So, like, there's an interesting take on things, and I think that that kind of shows perspective. So, and then there's uh, other things that we think we understand and then we don't understand, and that's another version of perspective. One of the things that I think that we all get away from is we get in a hurry, we try to shortcut, we try to get you know, get this done so I can move on to the next thing. Um, at least the people that have a sense of urgency and are trying not to fuck things up. I think that's that's the way we think. Um, I don't think anything's good enough, and you got to keep battling at it. you got to keep chipping away. And, and sometimes it becomes like an over-obsessive, compulsive disorder of trying to achieve excellence that, you know, sometimes it's just good enough. It is cool. You know, everybody will accept that. And... And it really meets the the needs and requirements of what you're trying to do. And and sometimes there's a big disconnect in, you know, realizing sometimes, like, you know, it doesn't all have to be perfect because there's really no such thing. You know, we strive for it, but um, perfect is about perspective, right? So I think that we got to dial it back just a little bit. Not to like lower standards by any means, not even remotely close, but to at least prioritize the things that are important. And so I sometimes have to help myself uh, stay on point. And this week, uh, last week, the previous week, I noticed uh, kind of a trend going on, you know, not only here, but in other places in how things are being addressed and handled, uh, you know, not only in the operational standpoint from, you know, field things, but in the office uh, administration, you know, portion of what we do. And so, you know, and I don't know who jumps in on these now because where I'm posting everywhere, I don't know how many social media websites we're on, but um, Instagram, I'm not on Facebook, barely Instagram. It's just satire and shenanigans on Instagram. Um, uh, LinkedIn, little blip, uh, True Social, Getter. Um, I think I got, I think I got a TikTok, but that was just to watch a crazy Ukrainian shit happening live. Uh, but anyway, we're out there. We, uh, pod, you know, pod, this podcast should be pretty much everywhere that fucking Joe Rogan fucking resides. So not that we're even close to that, but I think that, you know, back to what I was saying is, you know, I started seeing a trend like multiple people tackling multiple things in multiple locations and nobody had a fucking list. And let me qualify that. They had a list, but they didn't have a formal list and nobody knew that each other had that list and nobody actually knew what was on the list. And the list actually kind of only resided in a head and in a few emails that were traded sporadically back and forth to a few select people that may not be in the project. And some people that should have been on those emails were not included as well. And so 
fascinating. Some and some people, not even present at work, getting included or, or chiming in on things they, well, they shouldn't be chiming in on because they, uh, too far removed from, you know, current events and situations. And so, if you're on vacation, like stay on vacation, enjoy your time, you earned it, uh, but shut the fuck up and turn your phone off. Right? We don't need your help. Uh, it just makes it worse. So, if you if you have that, you know idea that I can't, you know, be gone or be disconnected, then you then you've fucked up somewhere. You know, you need to set up some guidelines, set up some rules, get everybody you know, on board with it, communicate it, give them you know, parameters and we're and and then let everybody know, you know, you can do all these things if you work within the limits of your authority. I'm cool. Like that shouldn't be when I'm gone. That should be every day. And so, like, I think people want that freedom. I think people need that freedom. But I think that that some people are afraid of that shit because they uh, it, they have to be accountable, right? And and if they have to be accountable for some stuff, you know, people are afraid of that shit. And so, like, back to this list thing. So, so just kicking it, uh, looking at emails. I'm getting looped into some stuff because some some transitions happen with people and. We're kind of doing our own jam, you know, here in Northern California and, and, uh, just kind of looking and, uh, and man, 20, 30 emails into it with, with, you know, dudes in Idaho and Southern California and Northern California and Central California and Colorado and, uh, I don't know, Arizona, New Mexico and shit like this, us all over the place. And I'm, I had to do like a timeout and stood up and walked outside and went, what in the fuck is going on? You know, and so then came back in, sat down, tried to, you know, pick the phone up because I don't want to rock the boat, right? If it's working for them and and this is the way they do it, okay. It's uh, pretty foreign to me to see all this back and forth, you know, triple emails, double talk. I just fucking, I just couldn't do it. So as I'm like, Rolling through the emails, they start picking up the phone, calling people, you know. Hey, bro, what you got going on? Well, didn't you see my email? Yeah, he sent five. None of them said the same shit, and they were all fucking like a week old. So tell me what you're doing today, right? So you kind of boil that down. I'm taking notes, right? And so then that's round one. So, all right, bro, put all that shit in an email. Summarize that crap out. List out his jobs. Tell everybody what you got going on. And then, you know, hit send notes. Just send it to me, though, right now, for right now. And so there's some, like, skepticism on, on what that is, and that's fine. I don't give a fuck. And, but send me the list, right? So I made the rounds, you know, call four or five, you know, six people. Some people are harder to get a hold of than others because people know when they see my number hit their screen on their phone, uh, their days are, are going to get a little bit more clear, uh, but they're going to have to put in some work. So some some of y'all have been skipping the fucking gym out there and, and, uh, Nikki, uh, you know, I'm coming. So as we, um, get through these phone calls and I get this, you know, I start crafting, you know, kind of a list and I'm a list guy. I've had a list. I have a, you know, I've always got a list. I've got 12 fucking lists and every list is specified, you know, for, for certain things. And sometimes I may even break out my list by, by jobs. If we start getting rolling on, on hella jobs. So, at that point, like I'm like fuck this, I'm I'm making one goddamn master list, and so super easy. Just went into Excel and just started making a list. Did a little drop down. Is it done? 
what is it? So what is it? Um, are you working on it? You know, so it's a little column of like, are you working on it? Or have you not even started that shit? Or is it finished? Right. Give some options. And then, uh, you know, a percentage of, you know, completeness to it. Who's doing it or what's being done to solve it. And then who's doing it? Who's got the ball in court, you know? And so then, so then at time, I, I don't know, it took me a few days cause there's a ton of shit and it's all over the place. And so, put this list together, summarizing all these items and, and, and wanted to make sure that we covered everything from, uh, field operations, uh, things that need to be corrected, uh, things that need to be closed out, uh, items that need to be resolved for payment applications. Yeah. You know, just everything we could think of, um, new work, scheduled work, change order work, uh, everything, you know? And so, at least that's what I thought it was. That's what I asked for. And so, so then I realized, you know, after a few, so I put together this list and then, uh, Excel's got this cool feature. I don't know if everybody has it, but, uh, OneDrive gives you the ability to share, uh, documents like Excel. And so I kind of messed with it a little bit here and there and, and back and forth with myself and, I put stuff on the cloud like everybody else that we all probably shouldn't, but whatever. And so I thought, well, let me try it. So flipped it over to a uh, person in the office. We went back and forth with it. Uh, she was able to check it out, see it, you know, did what it was supposed to do. So at that point, and that's why I like being here in this office because we can run uh, scenarios of, you know, programs, um, documents, document transitions, uh, how we share documents, how we move documents, you know, things like that. We do that initially here, uh, and see if it works right. You know, formatting and changing and printing and, you know, everything that, that we roll out to the field, uh, we always test run it here in the office, just make sure it works. And so, cause the last thing you want to do is send some shit out and Nobody can print it or nobody can view it or, you know, things are not what they were in your mind. So you got to test shit out. So anyway, this Excel thing, put it together, did a shared folder, OneDrive. It's kind of cool, but Bill Gates still sucks ass. And we um, were able to blow that out to the rest of the team. And so when we blew that out to the rest of the team, uh, I think some people had a heart attack. Some people shit their pants. One guy definitely went and hid. Uh, he was so traumatized, he took a fucking week off. You know, so uh, pretty massive list, but not anything I created out of my own uh, head. It was just a culmination and collection of all the shit that everybody's been chasing for months, and we're just trying to be like a fucking cat wrangler from here, you know. So not here to micromanage that that whole group of people, uh, just trying to get them all on the same page. Um, so I thought there was some pretty decent, uh, success with that, trying to, you know, get that team vibe going on. And for a few days it was cool. And then eventually it kind of tapered off, you know? So I thought, well, shit, let's have a meeting, you know? So I did a little zoom invite. A few people got on, uh, some people didn't. And then you hear the blip about, you know, oh, I didn't get the invite. Well, the beautiful thing about technology is you know who gets the invite. You can see it. You can log it. You can record it. 
The only way you wouldn't get the invite is if you just didn't get on your email. Um, or if you magically had an internet IT guy that, that like, jacked you off your, your server link and, and your email status. But whatever. Uh, excuses are infinite, like, you know, dumb people. So whatever. Moved on from there. And uh, as I start calling, questioning, pushing, uh, for are you sure it's done? Can you send me a picture? Because that's my thing. Like, tell me when it's done. Send me a picture. I like pictures. And didn't didn't start getting any pictures. And so then, have another meeting. See another list. Talk to a few more people. Boom. Get a new list from someone else out of left field that had other shit on it that uh, they didn't tell me about the first time. Not a revision. Just a whole new fucking list. You know, so it's like, hold on, time out. Let's pull that back. Let's look at that. Let's add this. Let's put this in. Let's take that away. And then as we, we approach, you know, figuring out, you know, hopefully the all that this is all the things left. Because contractors and construction people or the majority, I'm going to say the 99 cent, and, and sometimes I can be included in this too. Like, we'll say everything's done, but... <laughs> Motherfucker, if there's a butt, you ain't done. So, like, don't say you're done. So, don't open with that. That's uh, that's us giving ourselves permission to be, uh, you know, complete, per se. Uh, but then we're also imploding that shit by saying butt. So, don't give yourself permission to fail. That's That sucks. That's dumb. Don't even mutter the words, you know. You're going to think them, but don't say them. Like, don't even, like... Because as soon as you start talking that way, you are going to fail. You're going to be such a huge fuck up. It's going to be a shit show. Um, So don't say it. Just let it go. Say the exact opposite of that. Like, we're going to clean this list up and it's going to be fucking badass. We're going to do it in less than two weeks. You know, so positive, positive vibes. (laughs) That shit, you know. I didn't believe that for a long time, but I I believe it now. I, I see it happen. So I do it myself. So I think that. Once I got that, you know, what I thought was that final list done, we were kind of cranking and got some things teed up. And there's some people that want to chomp at the bit to take care of some of those things on the list. But now it's not the appropriate time to do it because technically we don't have everything we need. You know, like owner came out with a change and the change isn't approved by the owner um, and the city, you know, so. The process in which that shit's got to go down is uh, change is made. You know, I don't know who drives that change. Maybe the client, maybe the rep, maybe the the corporation, you know, for some look or, or shit they want to do. And, you know, whatever. I don't, I don't care where the change comes from in, in aspect to, you know, things like that. Um, and so then the architect draws it, you know, designs it, draws it, gets some kind of approval somewhere. And then at some point, because we're modifying something, especially in California, you got to send that shit to the city. And then you can't touch anything or do anything or move on that change until the city reviews, approves, and fucking sends it back to somebody, right? With a stamp on it, and you got the green light, and, you know, you move on from it. Well, in this case, like, we had a, a set of drawings, and then there was a supplemental set of drawings that we had to do. But it really wasn't us that was doing them, but we had to facilitate the delivery of some deferred submittals. And in these deferred submittals, it was a bunch of structural shit. And the only thing that I had in my possession at the time was this deferred submittal structural set. And everybody's chomping at the bit telling me to, like, 
get the contractor signed up, get the thing priced, and fucking go. Well, I don't know if y'all look at a fucking deferred submittal every now and then, but typically it only is that one specific piece that is deferred, usually not the whole assembly, and it's missing some shit. In this case, it was a fucking canopy. Well, this wasn't one that hung off the building. This one's got steel columns and footings and shit to do. And and guess what? In the deferred submittal, there's a it says uh, for the footings, see structural plans. Well, okay, so I'm gonna go to the structural plans we got. We open up structural plans. There ain't no motherfucking footing shown. There ain't even a canopy shown. So I automatically know that the architect probably sent something to the city that I don't have, and he can't give it to me because it hasn't been approved. And in some aspects, they do give us that pre, uh, you know, that heads up of what those things are. And we'll see those drawings and then we move forward with it while we're in the process of doing the work. Sometimes the cities are fine with it and they'll approve it and no big deal. But in this case, no. And so, so then you pick up the phone and, and because everybody's pushing you to do it, like, hurry, 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 go like hell. Well, you can't go like hell if you ain't got no fucking horse. So. You call, make a, you know, make the call. And the decision was made from the client. Don't price any changes or move on any of this work until you get all the documents back that you need that it is, makes it complete. Because the last thing I want to do is go put footings in because, you know, now I have that. But so I got the drawings back for the foundation and I got footing. Now I know what the footing needs to be. And I know this and I know that, but I don't have the canopy deferred piece back so i really don't want to do pricing and demo and and get all that you know stuff going and concrete and put footings in only for the city to come back and make that canopy you know stick off the building two more inches and make it four feet longer because that'll fuck all the footings up and fuck up all the work i did so you got to have all your parts and pieces but you got to make those phone calls to find out so the reason I bring all this up is there's a shitload of work in that one singular line item on this bunch list or this finish list or whatever list it's called. And it looks innocent enough, right? But it's a huge piece. And that's the part of this business where we got to be professionals and we got to make sure that we understand all the elements in order to get something complete, right? So a lot of the times it's, it's not that complicated, Sometimes it's just, you know, maybe there's a door that doesn't close fast enough. So you got to increase the, the, the pounds of pressure so it'll automatically close in, in a proper way. So it'll latch and, and do what it's supposed to do. Some of those uh, access requirements are, are pretty stringent and, and, they, and they should be followed, you know. And so if you can't take a photo of that, you can take a video. Most of us all have tracking smartphone devices in our pocket now because I I don't know if it's a law yet but i'm sure they'll make it one one of these days and so with that being the case like you can take a fucking video you know if you can make a phone call you can take a video if you can take a picture you can take a video like and then you can send it too you know you have to be smart about you know showing that you got your work done you don't need a 15 minute video on some paint touch up like don't be a dumb don't be dumb so anyway so this list got big um, but then, and, and I let it ride. So this week I let it ride completely and I talked about it a little bit, but, but really not a whole lot. 
and I would just monitor it through the the cloud, and I could see that like people were downloading it, people were uploading it, and I sent it out to some more people because some projects are getting closed down and other people are busy and if we can help we can't we will you know i got my own problems too and a couple of job sites not not anything uh that can't be handled by us but um nobody can help me as well so kind of like you know we're on our own so we'll, you know if i can help and and really it's just making a list then w why not but the the bigger question is is why are we all not making our own lists anyway? You know, so it's hard to keep all this shit straight, you know. So by the time you get, it, it, you know, in the field, you could have outside stuff going going on. You could have, you know, site work and building work. And you may have some off-site work. And you're going to have multiple trades doing those things. And they're not going to be perfect every day either. And you got to check them. And so then pretty soon you start getting some big-ass lists of, like, Things to follow up on and things you need to provide people. And do they need cut sheets? And did I check that thing? And, oh, I did. And I told them it was off by an inch, but they need to move it over. I don't know if they moved it, so I got to go check that again. So you're constantly roaming and roving, looking, checking, seeing, doing all that stuff. You know, and, and from a field aspect, it could get exhausting if you're just running around with no fucking direction. But you have the ability to make your own direction. You got schedule. You got things. You know, like there's a lot of things in place I've talked about plenty of times before. And if you're abandoning those, then you're you're probably fucked. You're probably suffering and slowly dying inside. And your anxiety's fucking, you know, blowing your brains out. And I don't know. It just doesn't seem like a way to go. It seems that sucks. You know, I give myself a bunch of my own stress just trying to get the things done because I probably take on too much shit. Um, you know, when I shouldn't. And I and sometimes I don't say no, you know. So that balance is uh, it's important, but uh, sometimes some of us can't do that shit. So we struggle, and sometimes I need a reminder. My wife reminds me sometimes, like chill the fuck out, man. <laughs> you know, uh, where are you? Like it's you know five thirty six o'clock. You need to be home. So like right now it's um, shit. It's Friday the thirteenth. You know, it's 7 o'clock at night. So, day's gone, week's done, uh, but my brain's still rolling. So, I figured this weekend, I, you know, as we work through punch lists and job site visits and talking to county inspectors and chief building officials and uh, new clients and major clients, which, you know, it's, this was a pretty good week for the, for the ups and downs. Uh, and we had a lot of wins this week. A lot of things went our way. Now, not so much for other people, you know, the poor fuckers working this list. They had some wins, uh, but then we had some losses, and then we had some I don't knows, and that those are those are the weird things. Um, but we got to, you know, as long as we keep moving forward, we'll get there. It's slow on some of this shit, and it's frustrating as fuck, you know, to be a, a casual observer or an active observer, because um, sometimes I just want to go do it. You know, you may be that kind of person too, and and sometimes we can't. You know, I get in that idea of, like, if you, you know, that teach a man to fish shit and as opposed to, you know, feeding a man. So some of these people got to work through their bullshit. You know, they got to suffer a little bit because if they don't suffer through it, then they're just going to keep repeating it or they're going to run off to that next job or that next task or whatever. And it's just not going to get any better. It's going to keep repeating the same mistakes. So, 
I learned some lessons, you know, this week uh, and last week, you know, project management, which I'm half in and half out on some days. And, you know, I understand it. And there's there's things I really like doing and there's things I don't like doing. And I still struggle like everybody else and like leading people and managing people. And um, I'm two hands off some days and I'm two hands on other days and I try to give freedom and direction and and I try to do all the things that, that I would like to see and, and the things that I read about and talk to people about and listen to. And it's, dude, it I, I work my ass off. And sometimes it feels like I haven't done anything. And I don't know if it's uh, me sometimes, or it, it, which it probably is, or if it's uh, people that are afraid uh, to deal with their chaos, right? They some Some people are afraid of the you know that uh, structure and so the, it creates chaos and so then i don't know it uh it's something that i think everybody battles with chaos is all around us but i but i've noticed and i've when i've known this for a long time like one of the, my models for years was it was i've always played a game with it right at least something to entertain myself and um to stay busy because once you start getting down to the brass tacks of like the real basic fundamentals of, of what you know being a soup is it's it's easy uh but you have to if it's not easy if you don't do it but if you do it it's easy photos daily log uh fuck with your schedule uh, communicate your schedule communicate your issues and, and communicate to the team right there's a lot of it's communication uh, daily logs, a communication tool. Taking photos, communication tool. Uh, communicating out your schedule, communication tool. Schedule, communication tool. It's literally all about communicating in various formats that that multiple people will pick up in various ways, right? Walking the job and checking work, basic fundamental. Uh, being out there and present, showing leadership ability by you know, wearing a hard hat and a vest and uh, boots. You know, I'm not always good about the boots part, but if, when it's absolutely, you know, important, safe, whatever, those kind of things are absolutely necessary. Yeah, hell yeah, I got, I got the uniform on, and and that's the thing too. Like everybody's looking at somebody for the way they are, right? Like if you're sloppy and you got a t-shirt on and you don't got a vest, you're wearing a ball cap. Like nobody's gonna be. Like, they don't give a fuck who you are, you know? So, look the part, you know? That's important, too. And so, as you kind of work through these things, you know, and you got your list, and and that thing, that those things wear out uh, over time, and you have to kind of change your tactic, right? To, to keep order to the chaos. And so, one, here, here's a funny story. So, used to be I had a brown hard hat and an orange vest. And a cup of coffee. That's it. Like that's what that's my that was my jam. My footwear wasn't you know, it's not important at the moment, but uh walking the job site, people got accustomed to looking for that combination of shit from far away. So no matter how dumb people are or how dumb you think they are. Uh, we're still prey animal or still predators, but there's a lot of us that have turned into prey animals over time. And so they're always looking right for that predator. And it used to be pretty funny because if I just appeared, 
uh, not that I was mean or a dick or anything, but accountability. And I'm in your, I'm asking questions and we're looking at stuff and you're telling me what you're doing. And I just want to make sure that you're, you're on point with things. And, and, but, but I started to notice a trend that people would change their tactics, um, when they saw me come in a building, you know, and they didn't have to, I wasn't there to do anything weird, but I just saw it like a fundamental shift change. And it wasn't because I talked to them or I was even close enough to where they could actually really know it was me. Cause some of these buildings are pretty huge, but they saw that combination of that brown hard hat, orange vest, and some dude holding something in his hand. that looks probably like a cup of coffee. It's probably that dude. And so change it up, man, get a different vest, get, get a white hard hat, get a green vest. And, uh, Still a cup of coffee. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And walk in. Dude, I could sneak up on everybody. Everybody. <laughs> While they watched me walk to them the entire time, they didn't, their reptilian brain couldn't fucking process who it was that it was me. And I had one guy tell me that I tricked him with fucking magic because I snuck up on him. But I watched him. Watch me walk all the way across the building to him while he was working. And he thought I tricked him with magic. And so at that point, you have to realize, like, even though we have these lists and we have these things going on and we think everybody's paying attention to it, they may nod and yes, and I got it and I have all the things and you're checking, but but they may not, you know. They may be tricked or hypnotized or, or something and and – then the next thing you know, like you got chaos, you know? So I think it's important that, you know, you got to give enough freedom like this list, you know, everybody's freaking out about this list or there's a lot of people freaking out about this list. And, and I'm not like, there's no reason to have stress and anxiety over it. Should the things have been done? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, did I have things on that list too? Yeah, but I'm, we knocked them out. And so, um, it, it, it all I did was make a list. And so you just got to have a goddamn honest conversation with yourself. If, if a list is freaking you the fuck out then you got bigger problems and you probably need to make more lists and you need to get your affairs in order so that you can make sure that you're not missing things. But chances are, those are not all the things that you're missing. There's probably some other stuff because you probably didn't write it all down. And then how much of it do you really have to physically do yourself or touch in order for it to be complete? Chances are in our business, it's not very much, but you're relying on other people. And so you have to come and battle that chaos with some order, right? And, and, and a list provides order. Uh, direction and a schedule provides order. It's funny how, you know, some of those things are last the the ends of time, you know, they'll go to the ends of time and, and lists will always be there. You know, there's a, I'm sure that when Elon Musk's crew launches at one of them dick missiles in the air, he's got some kind of checklist. I'm sure they do, right? You don't want to miss something. And I got a checklist, you know, writing contracts this week. I have other checklists that I run and I don't make the checklist while I'm doing the thing I'm doing because my mind's polluted. So if I'm if I'm negotiating contracts uh, for this new project we got, I'm not going to make my list of things to talk to this person about while I'm talking to this person. I'm going to have this conversation 
probably with one of my peers or someone else that, you know, in the industry about, you know, good, bad, ugly, whatever, which I've had a good, bad, ugly week last week and this week. And I had some like lessons learned kind of deals and sat down and thought about them. And then we talked through them here in the office about, you know, this is what happened and this is what I can't allow to happen again. And, and I gave too much freedom and I didn't do this and I didn't see the signs and I had, you know, some, I was hypnotized by some magic tricks and, and I've been doing this a long time. And so, so that kind of pissed me off. And, but in the, in the background, I knew we were going to get more projects because we're not going to go out of business tomorrow and, or, or anytime soon we're, the future is pretty bright. And so as we, as I am working through these other things in the background, cause my mind is always going, I've got all these sheets that I use when I write a contract to make sure that I don't miss anything. And as I sit down and have conversations, we talk about price and, you know, where they're from and how they're doing and where they go and what they do and, you know, and all these things. And, and summer repeats with us. And so I don't really need to talk to them a whole bunch. I just really need to understand like how busy they are at workload. Can they acquire the materials? Are they even having a material shortage supplier issues? Um, things like that, you know, are they, are they prepared to, to jump on board? And we talk about the schedule and, you know, and, and then we start reviewing, you know, things they got. And for most of the time, it's pretty cool. And when I, I'll, I'll work through it with them. We'll talk about prices, numbers. Sometimes there's revisions they have to make because they miss things or there's things I want them to take out at, um, cause they have other coverage with other trades and, you know, we sort that out, no big deal. And then they'll send me a revised quote, which is great. And then I fucking work through the plans, just vetting and verifying and, and asking questions on round two, just to make sure that I know we talked about it. I see it in the plans, but can you please write it in that you're acknowledging that it's there too. And some people want to do it and some people don't. And, and that's okay with me too. And I will make, you know, at the end of the day, I'm not using anybody's proposal. If you still do that and you haven't been burned, good, good for you. Um, but we don't do that. In California, we're at contracts and, and proposals are used as a guide to get us to a contract. Um, it's an estimate, right? So we use those as, as a, as a tool, uh, of many to get you to a actual legally, you know, legally binding sort of contract for as, I guess, as legally binding as the U S court system can be at this moment in time, uh, which is amazing. So, so at that point, uh, I'll sit, I'll write my contract scope out and then I'll sit on that overnight, sleep on it. Right. And then I'll send it out the next morning, you know, come back if I have an epiphany or I forgot something or whatever, and then I'll send it out. And sometimes you fucking make a mistake. And I had a whole bunch prepped and I forgot about my cheat sheets, you know, to ask my questions. And I went back and I looked at them and most of them were pretty good, but there was one specifically my concrete guy, uh, for some AB. It's a small job. Uh, there's no sense in hiring a grading contractor to bring in, you know, five yards of aggregate base. It's just not worth it. You know, not even that maybe. And so then reached out to the guy included, he got it included cause he didn't have it covered and I couldn't see it where it was written. And save the day that that one list that I made you know 
six months ago just saved me, you know, 10, 5,000, 10,000 bucks. Cause it's not the material that's really the big deal. It's the labor to put it in and it's kind of all over the place. And it's kind of a pain in the ass and you got to get it in and keep it clean and compact it and pass a compaction test and then get your things ready so he can pour concrete. And so it just, it's just easier to have that one person do it to get that problem solved, to get that item complete. Uh, so the next trades can roll in and do it. And uh, to me, it was worth uh, the coins because, you know, I already had, I did have it accounted for originally. Um, but I was just, uh, if I can use one less subcontractor, one less person to manage, one less person to talk to, uh, and try to try to streamline that a little bit, it's good. But then, but then on the other side of the coin, you know, I have to be careful, uh, with my list because I got to not ask too many questions, uh, that aren't relevant and just run through the list with them because I don't want to waste anybody's time. So we got to be smart enough to know when the list is appropriate to be shared and, and when it should just be for yourself, you know? So anyway, list lists this week seem to be a big deal. Lists are going to be a big deal next week. Um, trying to do multi faceted things, you know, trying to interview people and talk to people. And, uh, one of the things that I'm noting, noticing as a, as a trend out there with, with people right now is there's a lot of people that know what the fuck they're doing, but there's a lot of people that are not well-rounded enough. And so, uh, the thing that I think is the most interesting is the amount of people that are abandoning the internet, uh, as far as like using emails and seeing documents, you know, they want to do things on their phone and text message and call people like it's 1997, uh, it trips me out. You know, I, I don't, um, I don't really understand why the abandonment of email or what the fear is, but it seems to be, uh, that kind of trend is predominantly everywhere. And so then you have to wonder like, why is that? You know, is it a psychological thing that happens because we get official notices now in emails, I guess, or we could, but we really don't like, you know, IRS isn't emailing you. So like, I don't know why there's a fear of that. And then, you know, what are you getting in your email? Is that, why is that scary? And I don't understand why it's scary, but it seems to be. And so talk to a lot of people. There's some good dudes out there, but they don't want to have meetings and they don't want to talk to, they don't want to use email and they don't want to, uh, have, you know, documentation done on meetings. They don't want to have, there's a lot of things they don't want to have and, and some people are willing to sacrifice that stuff and like just make it work. But if, if you got to put a guy in the field that doesn't want to use email and can't send a photo and stuff, then you're in order to supplement that, you know, and he's going to want 150 grand a year, 120,000 a year. I don't even know how you justify that. And then, and then if you add into the, the fact that some of these guys don't have the courage to tell people they have things to fix or, or give people the bad news. They put something in the wrong spot or the layout was wrong or they need to clean up. And man, if you can't do that, you know, I don't know what you're doing. You know, maybe you need to go work in a mechanic shops or something, or I don't know, but it's not this business. Cause that's what we deliver bad news all day long. I mean, that's really, unfortunately, that's kind of what this business is because 
there's too many people out there that are just kind of sliding through, you know, the best they can to meet the minimum standard. There's, there's very few overachievers. There's very few people going above and beyond. And, and when somebody does, like, we think they're a fucking hero, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's fucking sad some days. It's, it's really fucking sad. And so, but if you got, you know, I don't know about adding people if, unless I can, you know, touch a little bit of everything. Like nobody has to be perfect, but at least fucking try. And if you don't want to fucking try and you want to pass the buck and make me the bad guy because I need to send the email for you and I'm five hours away, fuck off. I'm not hiring you and you're not going to last long with me. I'll, I'll move you into something else to where you'll have a better fit. Um, but I'm, but I'm not going to hire five more people in the office just to supplement your anxiety and fear over some bullshit that you signed up for while you brag at the same time about what a badass motherfucker you are building shit for huge national retailer contractors or clients as a fucking superintendent. Cause you're not even that at that point. If you can't talk to people, measure shit, send email, you're just like, uh, shit, you can do that with temp labor. So like, don't be that guy. Absolutely. Do not be that guy. You know, be if you want to be in this business or any business, it doesn't matter if it's construction or mining or being in a fucking hotel or or the corporate world or some internet bullshit company, you know, pharmaceutical shit. You guys are all getting rich. But if you're in anything, like you just try to be the best you can at it while you're there during the daytime. If your salary it's one thing, if your hourly it's another, you know, but like don't be a shitbag about it. You know, everybody here in America is like probably 60% are lazy as fuck and they're just looking for a handout and a free pass and just put in my time and oh you need to pay me more money because I showed up today uh fuck off you know like we all gotta we're all working hard in, in one way or another in our own mind whether we believe we're working hard or not that's it's all about perception but the way that you can measure it at least in our business is is shit getting done and if shit's not getting done then you're not working hard enough if you can't predict outcomes to things in this business, if you've been in it for a few years, you're not paying attention because this business is about patterns, shitload of patterns, and they repeat themselves all the time. And so everybody starts a job the same way. How do you start it? You get some contracts, you go to the site, you set your job trailer up, you call the fucking surveyor. What does he do? He sets some points, we establish some things. And you start clearing and grubbing or you go to work on a pad-ready site. Like, pretty basic concept. It repeats itself over and over again. Doesn't matter what fucking state you're in. That shit goes on over and over if they all start the same. So, unless you're in a, in a building, you don't need a surveyor. So, then it, if you're doing a TI, uh, you're probably going to need some demo. Bada, bada, bing. Demo it in and off you go. You know, so, like, the cycle of starting is is not any different. So there's nothing special about it. And as the more you interact with trades, the more you start understanding that all plumbers kind of act the same. All dirt contractors kind of act the same. They all have the same tricks and tactics and techniques. And it doesn't even matter sometimes by state. They all, it's like there's some secret cult of tradesmen that are all in the same boat with the same information with the same tactics to try to either be great or be fucking irritant you so but if you don't interact with them you're never gonna know that shit it'll be a surprise 
You know, you could be in this business for 18, 20 years and never, never experience that. And so when you finally do and you're around the wrong people, they're going to make fun of you for a minute. Cause like you should, you, you just told everybody I've been paying attention for 20 fucking years. You know, how many times are you on a job site where you hear old guys say, oh, I've been doing it this way for 35 years and I got fucking socks older than you. Well, nobody's actually looked at your work, bro. It sucks. And that's not cool. And that might have been okay in 93, but it ain't okay in 22. Like, things change. Expectations are different. Materials are changing uh, in some ways. And the techniques and and things are different. So just because you did it one way a long time ago doesn't mean it's the same today. Now, some things that's true, right? Basic fundamentals of how this goes down, there's a ton of it that's the same. Like, that's the one thing about construction is a lot of things haven't changed in 400 years, you know? So land block hasn't changed in 400 fucking years. We just add a few things to it. We put some rebar in. We might fully grout it. This one we might insulate. You know, this one might have red block or blue block or it's got a hollow cell or a California fucking cells. You know, it's it's at the end of the day, there's some variations for sure. But it's it hasn't changed in 400 fucking years, probably longer than that. Right. So like people have been stacking stones up for for thousands of years, you know, so. It's important to understand that, too, like you got to have common sense and apply some logic to some things and, you, and you're going to need a list to keep that shit straight and you go to your spec book there's going to have some shit you got to keep straight if you get a set of plans on a project and they don't have a spec book and everything's in the plans that you need to do and and you think you fucking cut a fat hog because you ain't got no spec book to read you just have to work a little bit harder because now you need to make your own spec book because all the notes that are in the plans they're going to fry your ass for them if you miss one and some of them, those little one-liners in those plans like that with, with no spec book, they may be really expensive lines, you know, really expensive sentences. This one sentence that says, you know, install all wrought iron benches as shown might be a one-liner with no 11 out of 55. And if you missed it and, you, and you're like, man, what is all these like little squiggly line things? You start chasing it. It's like, oh, shit, that's no, no, oh, shit, that's our bench. Did anybody get those benches? Nah, fuck, I didn't get those benches either. Shit, let's Google and see how much. Holy shit, them fucking benches are 1800 bucks a piece. God damn it. You know, like, boom, that's a huge loss, right? So you don't want to do that. So you got to you gotta really dive in on that stuff. And you got to make a list, you know? We um, we have some, like this job we're working on right now, There's we're supposed to buy everything. That was the direction we got. So as I start looking at it, I'm like, all right, we're buying everything. I don't have any like official records. So then as I start flipping pages, I see uh, uh, benches by owner. I'm like, okay, good, because I can't really tell where they are. I see them in a couple of details, and I see one on the plants. And maybe it only is one. Um, But I'm glancing at it, you know, because I'm just trying to estimate it out and talking with people about stuff. And and so then I I come across something else that says by owner. And I said come across another thing. And and there's no matrix anywhere. There's nobody telling me where it is. And so I'm like, shit, I better stop right now. And I better scrub these drawings and find everything that says by fucking owner. And so I did. We went through. I made a list. Made a list. haha. And then I took that list and I sent it off to the construction manager guy and project manager, whatever it is, and asked him, like, 
I know this is what you told me to do, but these are the things I'm seeing in the drawing. And so how do you want me to proceed? Is, is this what, you know, what is true? And come to find out he hadn't looked at the damn drawings either. And he said, if it's in the drawings, it says we have to get it. I will make sure I take care of it. And I will get you notification on when those purchase orders are submitted. So you can call for those materials to be released to you. Okay, cool. So I ejected that out of my bid. So, except I missed one. <laughs> so, and I wrote a contract for it. So, there's a fuck up. And so, with that fuck up, I've got to reach out because it's, you know, too late on a Friday night, Friday the 13th. You know, it's late. And so, I'm not going to get a hold of this dude. So, I'll call Monday. We'll either revise his contract or I'll write a deductive change order. But I'll need him to give me a price for what this thing was. I already looked it up. I know how much it costs. I know where they get it from. And I know that with the way that that is, uh, you know, it's a pretty good savings because it's a pretty expensive piece of stuff. And so I need that. I want that back. And so, um, well, and, and then I'm going to have to give uh, some kind of credit back to the, the owner as well. Cause I, and, and I'll come clean and say, hey, you know, I fucked this up and I included this in there and it's not in there, so I'm going to pull it out, you know, and he may take it or he may not. It depends on how it goes. He may want to trade me time, you know, so you keep the money, but I want you to shave four days. Like, fuck, okay, so we may do that. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Depends on all the feedback I get for lead times for items and things like that because now that I've initiated all the contracts on the, on the major trades that really have material and, and things to do, then... Now I need to, uh, now I need submittals and I need shop drawings because, and I got to get those quick. And once I get those, I need the architect engineer to turn them around so we can freaking make our orders. And, uh, or I may call the ball and just do it myself with those approvals. So long as the things that I'm receiving are matching what's on the drawings, uh, I may give them preliminary green light to at least initiate the purchase order process, knowing that the things have to get made and, uh, the variations that may come will they'll be resolved in a change order because there shouldn't be anything that would really be fundamentally changed at this point in the smell process specifically with this kind of client because we we have a pretty long history with them and so at that point I think that's a, a, a risk to take that's really not risky right so so working that list uh, in the buyout and working the list on the items to close jobs out and then working this list, you know, as I'm setting it up to, to find the various things in a, in a set of drawings. So we have everything covered cause we don't want to miss nothing. Uh, the other list that we're creating at the same time too, is a schedule and, and really schedule is just a big ass list. It's a honeydew list. And so you just got to put it in the right order and assess some time to it. And hopefully you give everybody enough time because nobody really knows how long it takes to take, you know, to get things done. They have an idea, but the variables on a job site can really jack you up unless there's, uh, you know, AI robots that are machines that have production rates programmed into them. They don't, you know, have girlfriends that irritate them and wives that call them all day long and they have a social media addiction because that's hard to predict. Uh, as you're trying to get production work done on a construction site. And then there's the dudes that, you know, they don't really know what they're doing. So they're slower than everybody else. So, you know, there's a, there's a lot of variations, a lot of variables, 
but that's where we come into play to to push and check and prod and poke and you know not push people to the the their breaking point to anxiety and and depression but to push them to their potential of what they could get done um, because the idea is that if we can be effective and and efficient in what we're trying to accomplish then at that point like we can repeat work right and then once we've actually legitimately put the effort in which is what we're going to do on this one like we like we do all the time but on this project in particular I'm going to run multiple schedules um I'm going to we're going to run a field schedule and I'm going to run a client schedule and I'm going to run a secondary schedule that's actually tracking actual times haven't done that in a while and so with what's happening and how it's going to go down I want to kind of get an idea of like well, how long is it taking to do it in the current trend of coming out of COVID with possibility now that Bill Gates is announcing his fat ass has got COVID, we may go into now another second severe winter of imminent death. And that's going to mind fuck some more people for the fourth round of shots that, you know, they're going to demand everybody gets. And so I, I got to be prepared for that. I need to get a baseline of, of what it is, even with a little bit of chaos so then I can fluctuate out uh, the times and maybe my next negotiation on the next project, I need a little bit more time than, than what they're talking about. And so I think that as we approach, you know, new clients and old clients that we probably need to start measuring some things and standardizing some things to where we are through a list so that we're more accurate in our assessment and the way we can set expectations. And I think that, you know, the basic things that sometimes get forgotten and, and, and uh, don't necessarily get addressed is, is the honesty part, right? Cause everybody's trying to project an image of what they want people to see, uh, whether people see that or not something else. But they're also promising things to be done, which may or may not be done. And you hear it all the time, like, I'm done, but. Hey, did you guys get that done? Yeah, we got it done, but. You got to say, but you're not done. But you're not done. So you got to get done. And so what does that look like, like on your list, you know? Uh, for example, you know, set, plumbing, trim, and finish. Cool. Is it done? Well, yeah, but they got to clean up. Then it's not done. <laughs> it's not done. So you can't, you know, people want to buy a new car. They don't want the trash left over from the guy that was putting in the radio, right? You don't want the the, the clippings from the, the stitching uh, when the seats got done. Like, no, you got to clean up. It's not done until it's clean. And so the idea that things are, are done but not done, we have to do a better job at that. And I think we accomplish that with a list. You know, when I make a schedule, like, cleaning is an item on that list we're not done and turned over until it's clean right sometimes it might just be trades that need to clean up you know that's a sometimes these jobs are that simple and then there's some bigger jobs where they got to be cleaned by a group of people it's a professional clean job but there's still uh an expectation that cleanup is done by the trades to get out the big boxes and nails and pallets and all that crap and then the other cleaning crew when they come in they clean, like they get the dust and the fingerprints and they, you know, they may pull some stickers off and, and packing, you know, things, not all of it, but some of it, you know? And so, and then they'll wipe them down and, you know, clean the glass and wipe the, wipe the things down and, and clean it and take care of the floors and, 
and then so it looks clean and it's shiny and it smells good you know some of these some of these buildings you know the cleanest they'll ever be is the day before we turn it over to somebody and that's okay that's just the fucking way it is you know so you have to understand that too just like anything else you know you're you're gonna put everything you got into it and if it turns to shit after you're done make sure you take pictures you know that's a that's an important thing too because some of those things that get damaged or broken or destroyed or fucking shit on and we get calls to come fix it it's not our shit and if we have a photo and a daily log and and things that captured that we were complete at that point in time, an email, a, a milestone marker, whatever it may be, those things give you leverage. So you're not spending money on things you shouldn't have to spend money on. And it makes the other people that actually did the damage accountable for those things. But that shit requires making a fucking list. <laughs> and so when you want to go tackle something or you go to the grocery store, we make a list. So lists are, lists are a pretty big important thing. It sounds like that's probably what this one's going to be about today is making a fucking list. And it doesn't take long. You can put a list in notes in a phone, you know, in your iPhone or your Android or on your iPad or in your computer. But then you have to think about or you can write it on a notepad and you can get a cool right in the rain one. So if it gets wet, it doesn't matter. And you get a fancy notebook or you can get one with a zipper and leather. There's a kajillion fucking kinds of notebooks out there. You can write it on a desk calendar. Or you can just put it on lined-ass legal paper um, and carry that thing around with you because it's not that cumbersome. Like, everybody, uh, it, it seems now, today, has to carry a fucking bottle of water everywhere like we're going on a hike in the desert. It's fascinating. You might as well carry a fucking notepad, too, so you can write down your thoughts and who to call and maybe somebody's phone number and shit like that. I advocate more for writing it down because there seems to be some mental connection in somebody's brain when their hand has to actually put it down and their eyes have to see it too and they're concentrating on writing that thing down. They tend to remember it more often. Uh, it, does, it happens for me. happens for the other people in my office. It happens to other people I see write shit down. There's some people that want to be the tech nerd and put all their shit in their phone and then what I realized over time and watching it happen is a lot of people will put hella notes in their phone and then they'll never look at them again because they're on their phone to get on tender or whatever you fuckers do and they never go back to those notes they never recall them they never look at them they never even cross their mind there's no reminder they set to to even address those things and it just gets lost and it doesn't help you you like those things are going to go away if you Write them down and throw the list away. The problem's still there. You still have to deal with it. So the sooner you deal with it, the better. The longer it goes on, then the more likely you're going to have to deal with somebody like me. And not in a negative way, but I'm coming and I'm going to ask questions and we're going to share with the team what's going on and there's going to have to be some kind of updates. And this week everybody got to run. And that's okay, but next week's coming and those items are still there and they're still not done. And so... Now we're going to have to answer in a public forum, like, why those are not done. So we're going to use a little bit of peer pressure. And by using peer pressure, you know, it gets scary for some people because, you know, anxiety builds up and guilt and everything else you can think of that you can manifest in some crazy-ass shit uh, starts to consume people. And, and that's not the goal of, of having a community Excel spreadsheet on a, on a fucking list. <laughs> The goal is so that everybody can work together and remind each other and 
and see where things are so nobody's doing something twice and nobody's working independently but parallel to somebody else. So at that point, things I, hypothetically should be getting done at a faster pace than if somebody was going by themselves. Yeah, by themselves because it's easier to work in a group with some of these things because you may not be able to do everything. From the field, you can do certain things and then you have to hand it off in the office. We take care of certain things from here because access or we have other documents that go together or we have to provide you documents and you have to take them. And so you kind of come become a gopher at the end, right? Back and forth for this and the other thing. But at the end of the day, as a soup, you got to make sure that you're the one, you're the ringleader. So you got to put all that shit together. And if you're running around waiting for somebody to tell you what to do at the end of the job, and you've been doing this for 16, 18, 20 fucking years, dude, get like you you're you're not that is not okay i don't i don't know any which way i could say more derogatory shit but if you've been around this long and you're still fucking around and you're relying on all these other people to tell you what to do and you don't really know what you're supposed to do but you really know but you don't want to say because then you'd have to actually do it yeah fuck you like and you and some of you guys know who you are and if and some of you guys are going to take it personal like i'm talking to you because you think i know you and or what your situation is and if you do take it seriously like that and an offense to it then wear the fucking shoes under all because it probably fits but in reality you can talk about this topic today or 20 years from now or 30 years ago and it still would have been the same problem because there's still those people out there that exist that do that shit they just kind of muddle along and good for them you know but god the anxiety has to be fucking crippling some days sure as fuck ain't for me and so I like winning <laughs> and so we're going to keep winning and we're going to keep tackling things and we're going to keep getting it. So we're going to get new jobs. We're going to close out jobs. We're going to face trials and tribulations on jobs and we're going to fucking come out on top because we're not going to give in and we're going to be reasonable, logical, problem solving motherfuckers and it's going to get done one way or another. It's going to get done. And so because we have a can do attitude, at least here and I'm not giving up. There's no fucking way because this shit ain't going away. And guess what? Like most of the time, all this stuff, it's not the first time it's being done. There's been thousands of other people that predate us that already did this shit and was successful or not successful, but they still finished it in some way and it got solved. And so, you know, that there's no reason to like get depressed and hang your head and like you know be be all down on yourself because of things uh if you face a little adversity like buckle up buttercup just fucking get after it so uh at home and your personal life like there's times where but there's times you know there's days we have off days it's okay to be off too but your list doesn't need to be off and if you can get other things working for you by sending an email or there's other people on your team that are that are picking up things too. Like that's cool, but like don't make that your you know your SOP. Like don't be a shithead, because because everybody will tolerate it for a while, and they're gonna talk shit in the background, and then somebody's gonna come along and start making fucking moves. And so you may not be the king of whatever you think you're doing, or you may not be the lead superintendent. You may be fucking third in charge on second command of the first foreman's helper you know like don't be that fucking guy because it can all be taken away you know we're all replaceable i'm replaceable today so 
And I know that. And I work my ass off to not be replaceable because there's no reason in, you know, doing temporary bullshit that gives me a permanent problem. That's silly. So, but you got to be able to manage your fear. You got to be able to provide order to chaos. You can't let these little things, you know, missing a screw on a light switch turns into somebody's bitching about that um, because, you know, who knows how it happened. Probably electrician dropped one. It's too fat to pick it up and put it actually in. And it got lost. And so then, uh, then they, they find that. And then while you're there, they broke something. And so now they were trying to blame you for that. And that turns into something else. And everybody forgot about the screw on why you really went there the first time. And then now you got a change order and now they want you to, eh, that fucking shit never ends, you know? So get done, get gone, move on, you know? So, you got to figure out really quickly that lists are important. You start a list. Always got a list. And it may be annoying and they get lost. And sometimes you can scribble them out and write them up. But it feels good, I think, when you cross some shit off. Like we were talking the other day, you know, where are we finding joy? Where are we getting happiness? We finish a project. We, we did everything we could. Everything's out of our hands at this point. We're waiting. We just want to be able to get the final, like, check-offs from consultants, engineers, client, whatever. And we want to be done with it. But there's nothing for us to do. But the amount of relief and, like, joy, like, we, didn't, we really didn't give a fuck. It really didn't change. But so then as we started talking about and thinking about it, the joy that we get and the energy and happiness that, that we have is – is through the entire process of it, the ups and downs, right? The, the, the struggle, you know, the curveball, the the little mistake that happened and, and then the problem solving that, that corrected it to get us back on course and, and how to shave time off of things and still, you know, provide what's necessary and to get back on schedule. Like, it's work, but those are the wins. That's where the happiness comes from. It's not at the end of the job because as soon as we end one, you, you get to the finish line, it, metaphorically speaking, you run a marathon, you go 26 miles, you get to the finish line in a construction project, everybody fucking throws water at you, and then you got to run another marathon tomorrow. So, like, there's no rest for the wicked in this business because that's how this machine operates. So you got to correct as you move. Other If you expect to not fix any of your fuck ups along the way. And then you're going to magically solve them. When you start the next job, you're a fucking retard. Cause that's not, that's never going to happen. So you've got to course correct constantly as things change the environment, the people, the tactics, the region, the location, the distance, the time, the parameters, the spec book, the client, all that shit comes into play. And if you're not course correcting then I'm not even talking about the, just the fuck ups on the, from the daytime, but if you're not course correcting through that whole process all the time, trying to improve and get better and learning from the mistakes in the history to repeat the good stuff, then you're fooling yourself, right? You can't do seven jobs in a row and make all the same mistakes and use the same tactics, have the same results, which is all fucked off. But you get to the finish line and it's done only to turn right around and do that insanity fucking move again. Like you've got to be constantly moving and improving. And if you choose not to be, like, we're going to leave you in the dust. So, because there's only so many people that, that can sit at the table before, 
you become unnecessary. And if it's because you're getting older, okay, that's fine. I understand it. I'm, I'm starting to notice I'm getting stuck in my ways. There's things I prefer. But I'm also trying to be actively open-minded that if somebody can do something better, faster, more efficiently than me and get the same result, which is achieving, you know, completeness on objectives or providing what's required, then I don't give a fuck, especially if it looks good. And if you can do it better than me and faster, I'm going to learn something. So I'm cool with that. But I don't see a lot of innovation come out because there's so vast uh, options with, you know, how people are filling in the gaps to let weak people continue to be weak that no, there's no innovation coming. It's fucking sick. And so we're striving and pushing each other every day, you know, here where we are. But but I don't see it outside of that. I see it. I, I don't see it with the people I talk to trying to interview. And we're hiring for a shitload of positions. So if you're listening to this, I don't give a fuck if you're in Italy, Canada, uh, bipolar, fucking bi-gender, transgender, whatever. If you can do this job and you um, can you know, have courage and deal with situations head on and you're self-starting, motivated, individual, wants to be a part of a team that's not a bunch of bullshit, then, like, we'll take you. We'll we'll bring you in. We'll show you what we got. We'll include you on our team, and maybe we can learn something from you. But I, we're in Northern California. Like I'll put the link in my bio uh, or in the, the podcast notes. So the thing is, is, like, a lot of people are looking to join a team. A lot of people are looking. Some people are just doing it to like change regions and locations or be closer to home. And, and the, we got to be straight up about that. Like commercial construction is not that cup of tea. Like you're not going to build 75 fucking Starbucks on the same fucking road. House home builders do that. But the, and that's good for them for right now, but the economy is about to take a shit and they're all going to be, laying some people off and there's the market's going to get flooded with superintendents uh, potentially. And so an assistant superintendents and some admin people and you know, the bigger ones will stay busy, but they're going to slow down and they're going to do some layoffs. It happened in 08. I watched it happen. I avoided it. I got out before that shit dropped and uh, cause I was building houses and psh, peace out. So I missed a day of work ever, you know? So unless I was sick, but that's pretty rare. So then at that point, like, you got to be conscientious of of the situation, where things are going, and, and what happens. So you can't be in this business and not travel. As much as I try to avoid it at this time because you got wife and kids and, you know, there's a time where we, we have to kind of gear down differently. You should be around your children when they're young until the point they hate you and they're ready to graduate high school, like, that makes sense. You still need to be around while they hate you because they still need that guidance, whether they want it or not. But then when they go off on their own to go to college, 18, you know, whatever, 17, 18, 19, and they're off on their own, they got to do their own thing. You got to let them go. And so, like, at that point, what are you going to do? You know, majority of the people that I'm around, we're all in our 40s. You know, we got a few years left. By the time we get 50, and I don't think we're going to have any kids, you know. And so then what am I going to do from 50? Am I going to go back on the road? Uh, am I going to be able to, over this next few years, be able to build a good team of people and increase our uh, presence in the industry, although it's pretty great presence right now? Uh, 
in different sectors and 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 grow the business yeah ideally i'd like to do that do i want to travel yeah i do um but i don't want to travel in a way that i'm working my ass off for it you know those those days are behind me i did did that for you know a couple decades and so at that point like it's a different kind of thing like i want to help people and guide them but i want willing participants to the whole scenario and so i don't want to teach people that are drowning um i don't want to try to save drowning people that don't want to be saved i'm not drowning with you like the i'm life's too short for that shit and those you it's okay to be that way if you want to be that way but but you can't do it with me so and i think that we all should be that we should all should have expectations we all should have some standards because if we don't then what you then you don't have really anything right if you accept anything think about that too like when you're walking around and if you accept like some shitty stuff on a job site, would you accept that in your house? Would you be able to sit with your wife at the dinner table and know that in your home you have a big fucking hole in the wall and crooked outlets? Like, is she going to be okay with that? Chances are no. Are you going to be okay with it? Probably not. Are you going to want to have people come over to your place and, and have a barbecue and watch a football game if you got crooked outlets and a fucking hole in the wall and some other bullshit? Probably not. You know, so don't leave that shit for the client. You buy a new car, we expect a new car. We want the smell, we want it clean, we want it shiny, we want it polished. They want that with their building too. And so it doesn't matter who the person is that's driving that job site to to complete what is expected. It do, that doesn't matter. I don't give a fuck where you are. But you have the willing to learn, willing to be open, and the willing to not quit. Like, that's what we need. And you got to make a list. You got to stay organized. There's ways to do it. If, if you're over 30 years old right now and you're disorganized and can't make a fucking list, you need to, like, take a time out and get your shit together because we're all expecting it. You know, you're not fucking 13 anymore. You're not 12 anymore. So you need to, I don't want to say grow up because I know a lot of grownups need to do that shit. And I don't want to say be an adult because I... We were all raised by adults that didn't know what the fuck they were doing either. Everybody was winging it. But this winging it shit's got to stop a little bit. Got to come up with some kind of guideline, you know, that, that kind of helps bring order to that chaos. And a lot of these things are are based on a certain book that, you know, we don't talk about a whole lot. And I'm just going to leave it at that and you figure out what the book is, you know, if you really think about it. So do the right thing. Have some trust. Talk nice to yourself. Don't allow yourself to, to fail before you start something. And don't give yourself permission to fail. And don't even mutter those words. Don't give your subcontractors a way out when they agreed to sign up and do work that they're a professional in the business to do. Like those are things that are important. Don't do those things. Just be positive. Think about how you're going to complete it. Know you're going to be okay. And because of your skill set and your ability to not quit, that we're just going to fucking make it happen. Easy enough to do. Most people, I think, have the capability of doing it. We just have to get our mind right, which which we have to eliminate some of those outside influences. And those outside influences vary from person to person and, and situation to situation because, you know, I have my up days and I have my down days. This morning was, was shit and... It turned out to be an okay day, you know, even though it was Friday the 13th. And I didn't actually think about it until I started this podcast, but the day's already really over with. And so I didn't even have that, like, weird, you know, Michael Myers shit hanging over my head, which is kind of funny. So 
because normally I enjoy days like this of fucking with people. And I totally missed the boat because I was super busy today, honed in a bunch of shit that I was hyper-focused on because I was working my fucking list. So if somebody's asking you to make a list, it's they're asking for communication. If if you are communicating and, and everybody's on point, you may not really need a huge list, but you're definitely going to have one or two things. But there's so many things that are starting and finishing and in the middle of and we're waiting on someone else that it's really hard to keep a, a good eye uh, a good eye on everything as those things are happening because I can't remember all that stuff you know some people that know me think I have a, a, a crazy memory and I can remember everything and then my wife doesn't think I can remember shit right and it's all about um, where you are in the process of of you know, things like I necessarily don't listen or, or have a very good uh, memory at home because I don't write everything down and I probably should. I should probably write some notes because you know, I'd probably remember it. But I write a ton of crap down at work, but I don't do it in a traditional way that people see. I like to use email for a multitude of reasons. One, I look at email like a million times a day. Uh, two, that's usually how I communicate super important stuff. I'm not making deals and and doing time and list and I'm not doing that you know on the phone that shit's going in an email and so I like that as a way to keep me straight because I have a timeline in how these things are going down I have all the information I need because of the way I write an email the who what when where why how it's always in there um appropriately of course you know sometimes you don't need all that stuff depending on what it is and I like I can recall it because I have that on multiple platforms. I'm on my computer. I have it on my phone. It's in my iPad. Other people are all copied on it. So if all those devices fail and somebody else is, I can go to a uh, use somebody's phone or or hit a landline and call somebody and get the information I need because I share it with everybody. I share it with everybody that it's necessary to be shared with. Right. So all the essential people. So. There's nothing that's happening out there that is a secret in this bit in, in what we do. And I include everybody on it. So if there's a failure in a technology device or, you know, whatever, there's always a backup plan. It's in multiple locations. And so then at that point, it's really easy to have the list. And, and some people, you know, depending on how we are uh, in our day, they may be able to follow back up with that and say, hey, I saw this on your list, but I hadn't heard or seen anything about it, but I took care of it because it just popped up and I was able to do that. Bam, that's awesome. Like, that's how it should be. And so that's how you get each other's back and that's how you get things done. And so volunteering for things when you have time, that's a fucking great trait um, because some of us like to stay busy all the time. And some of us, you know, use that mechanism of volunteering for bullshit as a as a means to keep order to the chaos even though that chaotic shit that we're volunteering for really sucks if we can provide some order to it then then we then we will but i don't want to take on too much stuff that makes me sacrifice the things that i have as a main priority objective and because if i'm failing on my primary things my secondary things are going to fail too and well, that all sucks all the way around, and there's no sense in doing that shit, too. So I always use the analogy of, like, being on an airplane. i got to put my mask on first, and I'll start helping other people. And that varies, you know, it's not just a straight-up comment. That varies across the board of, like, what does that look like? 
it could be multitude of things. It could be, um, you know, you need a couple more people on the staff freed up before you can go tackle this huge problem. Or maybe you have to hire staff. Or maybe you have to close out a couple of jobs. Take a, you know, maybe you need to take a day off. That Sometimes that's important too, to like be able to hit that reset button to like be effective to go help people because we got to have that balance. Um, I've, I've be, gone beyond that balance and I'm in a fucked off place right now because I need a day off. I need a day off with no bullshit and nobody calling me and no drama and I want nobody to fuck everything up while I'm gone for one day. And so it's going to take a minute to get that kind of squared away. But soon I'm taking a day off, maybe three or four. And it needs to be okay, you know, but I'm going to set that up. And if everybody panics when I'm gone, well, then I got to fucking figure out another way to get them to where they're not panicking. But sometimes you can't avoid that. And so I guess I take it as a compliment. Um, but I also think it's annoying and tacky as fuck sometimes. So as we move on through, you know, the year, I think that it's going to get harder. And I think that we have to be more conscientious about a bunch of shit. And I think we need to have a list. I think you got to at your house. If you got bills, you got to pay and you got some extra money. You need to fucking pay off those things that are fucking draining you. Like you got to get away from them, from the debt. If you, because we don't know what income may be, you know, in some of our industry, right? It's up and down. And so everybody's working on things in their own way to do what they think is right. But we don't really know what the future holds. So you kind of got to live in the present, but you can see the history of how things have been and how they may go based on similar situations. And so you kind of got to prepare for some things. And so at that point, like you got to get your house in order too, because if you're, if you got too much chaos and tragedy going on and, and you're not reeling that shit back in, then you're not going to be focused at work. And so you're going to miss things there too. So, at our house, we got a list on the refrigerator of things we want to accomplish. And sometimes we, we focus and hone in on that, and then sometimes we don't. Sometimes we're we're just like everybody else. We're just struggling to maintain the basic stuff, you know, mow the lawn, take the trash out, you know, whatever. Because we got life going on. When you got kids, you got life, you got dogs, you got people, you know, friends, whatever. You got to have that balance. But you also need to make sure that your financial fucking space is too because Nothing's worse than like being on a job site trying to run your work and you forgot to pay a fucking bill, you know, and then your wife calls you. So you got to figure out how to come together on all that bullshit, get rid of all the non-essential bullshit and figure out how to automate some stuff in your life, not through an AI program or some bullshit, but you got to figure out like have a list of some sorts and give yourself some order to the chaos so you can keep moving forward with stuff so that if something does fail, the tactics that you've had and the strategies put into place, like that's a fail safe. Like went to a job the other day, did something, um, bought something. I know I have to send the receipt to the office. I got to code it. There's, you know, things we got to do. And, and normally I do that. And I talked about doing that and then I didn't do that. And then I, the next day I'm like, man, what do I fucking do with it? And so I'm looking for this receipt and I went, oh shit. I did what I always did for years. I know exactly where it is because I, on autopilot, I trained myself to put my receipts in one specific location 
and to save them so I could scan them because that's what I used to do a long time ago. I'd scan everything on Friday, send that shit out, and, and then I'd go home for the weekend. And so that's what I my, my reptilian brain went back to that way of doing it because of all those years, and I, it was exactly where I put it. Um, and so even though, you know, we have good intentions and we're trying to do something, you may go back to the most, uh, you fall back to whatever you did the most or how you've trained yourself to do something. And so it's important that we're at least aware of that so we don't fall into these infinite circles of bullshit traps that we set for ourselves so we give ourselves permission to fail you. It's just not any good. It's just it's just not. So challenge everybody. I'm challenging myself. You know, work your fucking list. Write your list when you're not in the heat of the moment, in the battle, in the in the middle of whatever you're doing. You got to write those lists. And then use the whole who wants to be a millionaire strategy, which I think works really good. So one of the thing, the reason what I the reason I say that is once I put together a list, I'll phone a friend, you know, hey, I got these things, what do you think? I don't know, let me think about it, I'll call you back. All right, cool. And then I'll ask the audience, you know, a group of people. And then I'll take away some things, some some variables, right? And then, so that's kind of where I'm at with some lists right now. And so right now I'm in the ask the audience kind of thing. So I've sent them out. And so we'll see how it goes. I ask for input. Um... I'm not afraid for people to pick shit apart and tell me it sucks. I'm cool with that because then it, I know it's going to get better, right? At least through perception. Uh, and their their opinion may be complete bullshit. But then again, it's probably not because otherwise I wouldn't ask them to look at it. So, But, I'm, but I, hopefully they do look at it because I don't want to have this little bit of anxiety about, you know, did I get everything on there, you know? And so... So far, so good. I didn't add anything to it, but if I miss something, I'll definitely add it to the list, and then I'll have to figure out how to work through that problem I created for myself. So I think that's really, I think that's it for this episode of Make a Fucking List. I'll uh, I'll update the show notes. Uh, looking, We're looking for people. We're looking for traveling superintendents. I would prefer some experience. You all know how I am if you've listened to any of these for a minute. Uh, we're no bullshit. We'll get stuff done. We'll help uh, fill in the gaps. Nobody's ever alone. But at the same time, like, you got to pull your fucking weight. And the when you pull your weight, like, there's benefit to that stuff. You get freedom. Um, you get some power. Uh, you get some influence. You get some money. Uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's good all the way around. And, you know, if you have the ability to travel and you've got those various things in play to where, you're flexible for that and you hell if you even you know truck and trailer and you stay in rv parks and do that whole road warrior thing there's even more money for you and there's even better opportunity to go cooler places so those are the kinds of things that that can be offered to where i enjoyed you know I, traveling is i got to see a lot of the country and i didn't pay for one day of it you know in fact i got paid to do it so those days are not gone those days are not leaving um and the more people are willing to put in the effort and the energy and the work to teach themselves and learn from these things and you know, utilize lists and and all the other things I've talked about you can you can make a career out of this and you can make a lot of money um and you can see a lot of cool shit 
you know, and then you can have something to be proud of that when you, when you leave this earth, you're like chances are it's not going to be here in a thousand years or maybe even 400 years or sometimes even 20 years, but, but at least you made your mark somewhere along the lines, you know? So anyway, good luck. It's getting dark. It's Friday the 13th. Godspeed. I hope you all survive the night.